Welcome in, uh, one and all. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Cranking it today. Thanks to our friends over at Point Brewing. P-O-I-N-T, Point Brewing, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. You got Oktoberfest coming up. And uh, I, I did get a couple of emails and uh, people asking for us to do stuff for Oktoberfest. We just can't at the end of the month. We got uh, some events that got booked and got double booked, and uh, we'd love to. And I know they're going to have a big event going on in Stevens Point with our friends from Point Brewing who have everything from the lagers to still the blondes and the pale ales and such. And Cider Boys, love some Cider Boys, especially when we get to the fall months and we start doing the uh, the Leaves of Fallen and everybody starts drinking ciders in some way, shape, or form. And they've got the best, hands down the best. But uh, thanks to our friends at Point Brewing and Joe Martino and the gang for being a part of the program. Good stuff. Um, Jason says, most of you wouldn't even know if Bakhtiari was practicing if it wasn't told to you. The fascination with having your oldest offensive lineman in practice when you know about his knee is mind-numbing. Nah, it's it, it really isn't, Jason, because you have to get a – him and Elton Jenkins have played together. They're, no doubt. Okay, they know each other. They're good that way. But you also have to understand, know, and be in tune with the cadence of the new quarterback, his tendencies. He's got to know where you're at at all times, how you work, because he hasn't taken a ton of snaps. Other, I mean, he did take starters. I will say this. Remember, go back a couple of years when the COVID toe hit for Aaron Rodgers, the guy that took all the starters reps, that was Jordan Love. You know, last year, after the broken thumb, Jordan Love took many of the starters reps then. So it's not like they've not worked together. So I will agree with you there. But when you're going into game day, man, you usually you want your full complement of guys that are going to be playing in the game. You want them there on Friday. So, And it's been two weeks since David Bakhtiari has taken meaningful reps. So we'll see. I mean, on Sunday, if there's rust, if there's – how do I put it? If there is, uh, you know, an awkwardness to it, I, I don't, I don't know specifically the adjective I'm beginning to search for. But if, if there's that, then you can say, okay, um, you know, maybe there needs to be some reps with him on the field with Jordan Love at the helm. But if not, if it doesn't look like they missed a beat, then who cares? I agree with you. Who cares? Let him, let him work out and let him play on game day, and after that, call it a day. You know, if it preserves him. And he only has to go out there 17 times. Take it in a heartbeat, you know. Take it. 877-867-1670. Uh, this, one, uh, this one's from Jack. Jack says, uh, hey, guys, we're making a lot of Bakhtiari. What about Christian Watson, though? If Christian Watson doesn't start getting starters reps on the continuum, he says, then he is merely going to fade off because isn't the connection between Romeo Doves and Jordan Love stronger anyway, but yet Christian Watson is supposed to be our number one. How do you feel about that? Uh, you are correct. It Just because he's a higher draft choice with speed and downfield capability doesn't necessarily mean that he has to be the number one. But that's what you like, you know. Tua wants Tariq Hill. Joe Burrow wants Jamar Chase. Right? Kirk Cousins wants Justin Jefferson. Josh Allen wants Stephon Diggs, right? That's your your guy, your downfield guy. That's what that's the connection you want to have. You know, when Tom Brady got finally got 
Randy Moss, and they had that legitimate downfield threat. That was his guy. So, yes, it, it, it might not be a big deal, but in the grand scheme of things, that's, yeah, it is. You, you want that rapport because that's the most dynamic football player when it comes to pass catching you have. And you want to be able to utilize that. And you want to feel comfortable. You want to be able to feel comfortable enough to throw the ball downfield and just say, you got to go get it. Because if he doesn't have the ability to go get it, then you're not going to have the, the trust in him to throw the damn ball to him. Right? That play, that play last night that Marquez Valdez-Scantling had sliding across the middle to catch that pass as time was winding down in the first half from Patrick Mahomes, that was a lot of trust. That was a lot of trust. You want that kind of rapport. And having having um you know, having uh Christian Watson kind of sidelined by a hamstring issue, that's that's not uh that's not the way to go. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Love to hear from you. Uh, interesting stuff. I've got uh, got another email here, and this is who's this from? This is from Stephen A. Stephen A. says, hey, uh, first voice says, I'm not that Stephen A. Okay, not that I thought you were. Well, that was my uh, that was my question. So thank you. For was it opinion. okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He says, I'm not that Stephen A. He said, I'm glad football is back. I'm not glad that the Packers are going into this contest a little bit banged up already. Didn't they have hamstring issues last year that hampered them out of the shoot, and Aaron Rodgers had to deal with it? That was Aaron Rodgers. This is Jordan Love. I can't imagine he's going to be able to overcome these issues. How come these issues are cropping up now and weren't cropping up two weeks ago? What happened in between that suddenly guys are not being able to practice? We don't know. I mean, Bakhtiari, we're going to hear from Mike Clemens coming up here shortly. Um. From, we'll, we'll get some of the Bakhtiari stuff, and, and Mike's going to talk to us about it. But uh, we don't know what happened with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Like, all of a sudden, they just, you know, th- you didn't get the inkling that there was problems. And then come, uh, what was it, Wednesday this week when they went out for practice, and as Mike Clements said, these guys aren't there. Where'd they go? What happened? I mean, even Mike was asking questions. So we'll talk to Mike coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit disconcerting. We're, we're going to hear, um, you know, Mike's going to tell us a little bit about Jordan Love, David Bakhtiari. Uh, we're going to hear from, uh, you know, the Bears, you know, Matt Eberflus as well, uh, Joe Barry, Darnell Savage Jr., all of that's coming up. Estenovich, all of that's coming up. You know, we even hear a little bit from Justin Fields. Uh, so when Mike joins us, we'll get all of that coming up here in about uh, five minutes, so stay tuned. Uh, what else do we have? This one's from, uh, from Tenna. Uh, oh, never mind. They're replying to each other over on the live stream. Um, Rick says, would you spend three first-round draft choices for Marvin Harrison Jr. if Watson isn't the end-all, be-all? Mm, not three. But I'd go two if you got to move up. A first and a second? Yeah, I'd do that. First and a second or two first. If you knew Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. was going to be there for the taking, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to be the best, if not one of the top two or three wide receivers coming out this year. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. 877-867-1670, 877 867 
1670, hit us up. I want to hear from you. But that's that's a good point. Yeah, if you went with Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out, what would it take to get him? If, now, again, you have to make a decision. Because what happens if Jordan Love's not the real deal? And say Arizona isn't as bad to get the number one, but say, say Houston's bad again. And they've got C.J. Stroud, but things just aren't working down there. They need more weapons. They don't need another quarterback. Would you trade with Houston two number ones to get Caleb Jones? You probably would, right? Think about that. Think about that. Um, Rick says, I think Harrison could be in the top three drafted. Well, you, no doubt you're going to have to move up to get it. Well, you you got to hope, though. <laughs> you hope you're not one of those teams that are sitting there in the top three, right? Otherwise, things have gone horrifically wrong. Horrifically wrong. Robert and Chris say, uh, unit the Packers, 23-16 over the Bears. The Bears are the ones who need this game and to, to shake off the past. Slight endemnation. Same old Bears. Same old Bears. Uh, Brett says, don't forget Houston's pick belongs to Arizona. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, Arizona's got a couple of them. Oof. But then again, if if Arizona's going to be hell-bent on uh, getting, rid, getting rid of, uh, you know, their quarterback and they're going to move on and they pick up Caleb Williams, that means you still have Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting there. You still have the ability to move up and get him. And Rick says, by the way, if we're in the top three, it's because love sucked. And that I would agree with as well. <laughs> no doubt. All right, let's do this. We're going to take a break. We're going to get – because I want to get everything we can with Mike Clemens, okay? So Mike's going to join us coming up here in the next segment. Do not forget, we are going to be live. We're going to be at the Shy Bar down inside the Sheridan Grand River Walk coming up on Sunday. So right now, you go, you like, uh, and follow us and subscribe on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Go there and subscribe. Or – you download the app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison. You download the app and you get it. That way, no matter where you're at in the state of Wisconsin or well beyond the borders, you can get the postgame show, the Green and Gold postgame show, right here on many of these same stations. And if it's not on your station, this way you have it. You want the biggest, you want the baddest, you want the best, you want it right here. That's what we're going to give you coming up right after the Packers and the Bears coming up on Sunday. Good stuff. Mike Clemens going to be joining us next on the Bill Michael Show. Hang in there. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9.30, 
Andrews snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. And Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. He had some choice words there for the crowd. <laughs> I looked up in the stands and in the front row all I saw was a woman giving me a double bird. talker. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he just, like you said, last time he came here, you're saying he owns us and talking to the fans a certain way. So, I mean, we got to find a way to get that taste out of our mouth. Got to get it out. Got to get it out. That's a damn shame. Got a new quarterback in town, new sheriff looking to own you. How are we looking? Bill Michaels show, bringing him in now, uh, our guy Mike Clemens. Uh, and Mike and I will be down in Chicago this coming weekend. Looking forward to it. The Green and Gold Postgame Show right here on many of these same stations. And if it's not, then you let them know about it and you find us over on the app on the WOZN, the Zone Madison, or on uh, YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michael Show or Twitch or Kick or however else you want to consume the program. Mike Clemens joining us now on the hotline. Michael, how you doing? Looking forward to our annual trip, Bill, and part of the reason is because uh, we've been able to cover a win the last eight times in a row. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's, an, right? that's an easy thing. So Food tastes better, and the drinks are wetter and colder when that happens. They are. They <laughs> absolutely are. So, um, you know, it's bear week, and, you know, if you're over 30, you understand what that is, and if you're over 40 or 50 and you remember – Charles Martin and Jim McMahon and all those, and even way back to like in the 80s when, you know, our buddy Gary Ellison would talk about how Forrest Gregg and Mike Ditka would meet off in the tunnel at Soldier Field and start yelling at each other and stuff. You know, this is a rivalry. So we kind of spent the week, though, talking to 22, 23-year-olds because that's all that's in the Packers locker room today anyway, (laughs) right? Right. It's just trying to get a sense of it. And you know, to me, it's like, okay, from those of us from Wisconsin, and somebody said, oh, man, that Alabama-LSU, what a what a rivalry there. Well, we don't live in the South, so we don't feel it, eat it, breathe it. You know, somebody has to tell us that on the TV. And I think some of our listeners say, oh, you guys and me, you're just trying to hype this up. No, no, ask the fans. Ask the people that are between the border. Ask, and look at the stories over the years of the games. Now, one thing that kind of diffuses it a little bit is when you find out the two young starting quarterbacks for these two teams, they're actually friends. We asked Jordan Love, I thought I saw something. You hang out with Justin Fields in the offseason? Yeah, no, me and Justin, we got the same agent, so uh, we, do, we do a good amount of things just with our agent and with our agency getting together. But, uh, no, I haven't talked to him uh, at all this week. Um, probably talk to him, you know, after the game or maybe before. Um, yeah, and no, I'm excited for it. It's always exciting to you know open the season, get the first game on um, rolling. But uh, for an NFC opponent, you know, rival rivalry game, it'll be very exciting playing there in their stadium. So uh, I'm sure it'll be a packed house. Everybody will be excited for Week One and uh, ready to put on a show. Mike, we assume. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but we assume that um, Christian Watson not going to be playing, right? Yeah, we just came from practice. He was there in a jersey, but I mean, you know, he wasn't participating. Right. I, honest to God, I think that's for show. <laughs> I mean, really? I know players want. I, I think players want to be there for their team, you know, and observe what's going on and get familiar with anything the coaches are talking about for the game plan. But I don't think I. I'll bet you there's a little cat and mouse game 
where they want the Bears to say, oh, he was there. Looks like he's making progress. They, you know, they'll all have to make their declarations about 3 o'clock this afternoon if it's questionable, if it's doubtful. But, yeah, we came in, we came into the week knowing that Romeo Dobbs had tweaked his hamstring, you know, pretty much Jordan Love's number one target, the guy he's got seems to have the most chemistry with, and to the point where it was at the end of camp that they they uh, sat him for the Seattle game, and that was really the first red flag. We had something's going on. We got told, not officially, that it's a hamstring. So when you show up to Wednesday's practice, and it's not only Dubs that's out, but you've got uh, Watson out, I'd say, oh, my, you know, come on, man. There's only two receivers over here from last year. What, you know, what are you giving Jordan Love to work with? And so, like I was talking about from practice yesterday, for some reason I got this flashback to a time when LaFleur had to take the Packers down to Kansas City. And it ended up being a game where it was right after Mahomes had that dislocated knee. But whatever, Packers desperately needed that game. And they went down there. And Rodgers, you know, he was short on receivers. So there was one play he had where he hit Aaron Jones deep down the left-hand side for like 50 yards, key play. And then later he finds his other running back, Jamal Williams, in the back of the end zone, makes a tremendous arcing throw. Williams made a tremendous catch. And so, you know, points and yardage from both his running backs. So I said to Jordan Love, how's how's his timing been with Aaron Jones as a receiver? It's been good. It's been something that we've been working on. But, uh, I mean, he's an explosive player in the run game and the pass game. So um, it's definitely a guy we got to get the ball to, get it, get the ball in his hands and let him go do what he does and make plays. Um, but it's just one thing we got to keep working on. You know, obviously he doesn't catch a lot of passes and uh, do things in practice. Um, but the more we can get him, you know, running routes, doing things that he'll do in the game is awesome. But the more we can use him, the better. Um, I, you know, Mike, I, you're, they're going to have to rely because he's really the only veteran pass catcher they have that's got, you know, numerous catches under his belt. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Uh, as for Jordan Love, we said, all right, here it is, man. You know, you waited three years. Here's your first start. Aaron Rodgers is out of the building. Uh, are you nervous? And he admitted, yeah, kind of nervous. I asked him, do you play music or anything like that? And he said, uh, yeah, yeah, I play some music. He wouldn't tell us. Do you remember when Brady Popinga was asked, uh, what, what do you do having those headphones, music? And he said, yeah, I play Enya. Remember? <laughs> right. Enya, yeah. So we still remember that. So David Bakhtiari was there at his locker. He talked to us for like 20 minutes yesterday. And so he was asked, you know, we've seen Rashawn, uh, uh, we've seen Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander both, you know, trying to rattle Jordan Love every day in practice, trash talking him, having fun with him, trying to get under his skin. And they say, man, we can't, we can't get the guy rattled. So we asked David Bakhtiari, is Jordan Love as cool, calm, and collected as everyone else says that he is? I don't know what everyone else is saying. I'm, he seems like a complete wreck to me. <laughs> He's neurotic. I, like, there's so many times I'm like, dude, will you just f***ing relax, stop stuttering, and just like get the play? No, he's been great. I mean, he's chill. Like, it's, it's Jordan, which I, which I love and respect. I mean, I remember when he first got in, I purposely would mess with him every day. By design, it wasn't part of it was a little bit just for my own personal pleasure, but by design, I, I, wanted, I wanted to try and rattle him because I want to see what – I always like to see what, what, what kind of makeup guys are. They're quick to freak out. I'm like – well, that was pretty easy, which I'm not a huge fan of. You can even ask, go ask Elton. Earlier on, oh, I gave him the ringer. Ask Zach Tom. I definitely 
with purpose. I want to see kind of what guys have got, and if they show some fortitude early, then I'm, I'm going to push harder and harder because I just want to see what their breaking point is, or at what point they start having a little bit of a, they start squirming. The longer it takes, I think the it's a good element for a successful player. Uh, I like that. I like and, and with David Bakhtiari, I mean, very knowledgeable, obviously, as a veteran, Mike. Um, on the other hand, we are wondering if he's even going to be okay to play because we all know that uh, he has missed practice. He's not there again today, and we know that Friday is usually the big walkthrough day. So, as Rob Domofsky stated, it's going to be a full two weeks with this guy without him taking any meaningful snaps in any practice at all. He's just basically sitting on the sidelines and riding a bike. That's about it. Uh, August 30th was his last time out there at practice. And so, you know, we asked him and Matt LaFleur on missing practice all week because of that left knee. We've been doing it for a while, so it's just, you know, getting back and forth. I, 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 when Matt is saying it, like, I feel bad because I wish I could come, but there is no rhyme reason for anything. We're just, like, there's some days where it will and there's some days it won't. And, like, if you want to get a beat, good fucking luck because I don't even know the beat, what the beat is. <laughs> I'm the one doing it, so. Fluid is his favorite. Yeah. It's going to be fluid. I think we've learned that by now. It'll be fluid. I, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of that one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Mike, are they still draining this thing continuously? I get the feeling they are. And I think, well, isn't that funny but sick humor from LaFleur? Teasing right. the guy that he's got to drain his knee all the time? Right. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, and again, I talked about it earlier. Some guys, you know what, they handle surgery, no big deal. They're in and out. It's great. Other guys, for whatever reason, once there's something evasive that goes on in their body, their body just never adapts very well to that. Uh, but when you're getting fluid continuously drained off of your knee, that that usually there's something there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they still think that when if he's feels like he's 100% and can go and puts that brace on, He's still, you know, their best option at left tackle uh, and still feel he's one of the best in the league. And, and by the way, he's under contract, so they're putting investing a lot of money in him anyway to get out there and play on Sundays and protect Jordan Love and open up that left side for Aaron Jones and company. So Bakhtiari says, you know, he even gets tra- uh, t- teased by some of the old guys in the training room about Chad Clifton, longtime left tackle during the Favre and start of the, the Aaron Rodgers era. Remember, Mark Tauscher, the right tackle, used to call Chad Clifton the big Lamborghini because they only took him out for drives mm-hmm. on Sundays, right? And so right, right. we asked Bak- Yeah. So another guy that went through this was Brian Balaga, and so we asked Bakhtiari, you ever talk to Balaga about how he managed that torn ACL? Some routines are work for people and some people don't. So I, I, I know I talked to Brian, and you know I've had – you know, good conversation in the training room. They've even given me, you know, in the past of, like, certain guys. And, like, they joke around, call me Cliffy now, which is, I think, funny. But, uh, I mean, we all have one goal in mind. It's, it's for me to be at my best and play to give, to put our the Green Bay Packers in the best situation. That's And we have the same goal, so that's that's the best thing that we can do. Um, I, I like, Mike, the, the fact that there's an optimism there and he understands the situation. Again, handling handling it like a, a very good veteran. You know, I, I, I appreciate all of that. On the other hand, it I am anxious about Sunday. I want to see the new young guys, pr, pr, you know, produce. I want to see Bakhtiari out there. I may I want to see Jordan Love have every opportunity to be able to throw the football without having that 
that heavy level of pressure. And to do that, David Bakhtiari is going to have to be healthy. You know, also, during training camp, a lot of the younger players, the guys trying to make the team, they were out there and present to talk to the media, maybe making their case. They were actually the story, too. Are you going to make the team? What's it take to make the team, et cetera? They have now recessed. They have let the veterans step forward. It's now big boy time. We are into the season. And the veterans that are in there, the few that are left, they're they're like Bakhtiari. They're having fun. Let's have some fun because you know what? Their bodies feel okay. It's not December. Right. It's September, and they're kind of excited to play. They've got some juice. They're feeling good. They're in a good mood. The coaches are have got a little bit of rest. They're not as cranky as they get when it gets to be November and December. So everyone's had a little bit of fun. But certainly they're going to turn on the switch and, and give it all. But here's something I thought was really interesting. So if Bakhtiari can't go or has to drop out of the game, they feel pretty good about this Rashid Walker who suddenly stepped up from – you know, end of the line and injured last year, and I think he only had four snaps, maybe that was special teams, to earning the backup left tackle job for the Green Bay Packers. And then the Zach Tom, who we talked about right out of the gate, uh, could play almost any position and did at times last year on offensive line. He earned and locked down the right tackle position. And then you start looking around and saying, you know, what happened to Yash Nyman, man? What happened to, I mean, Jesus, you know, he's getting paid $4 million this year, and they're not even talking about him. So Adam Stenovich, right. your offensive coordinator, former offensive lineman and former offensive line coach for this team, he was asked about uh, where's Yash Nyman at these days? Where does Yash kind of fit into the puzzle right now? Yeah, right now he's a backup tackle for us, um, and that's, that's where he's at. And football is a very competitive sport, and some guys rise to that competition, and some guys don't. So that's basically all I have to say about that. That is as much of condemnation, Mike. Is I went back to when Aaron Rodgers was asked about Amari Rodgers, and he said he's our punt returner, right? Exactly. That, that's a that's that's a con- very condemning statement. He, they must be to the point where now we're just going to call him out, and We've if been he responds, talking- great. We had been talking to Steno for 15 minutes, and we you know, were kind of checking off the boxes. We got to that topic. He said that, and you could hear a pin drop. I mean, it was a mic drop moment. And, you know, the PR person said, any further questions? And we're like, no, no, we're good. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're witness. We're done. <laughs> Thank you much. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's a serious uh, note of condemnation there. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. we got Mike Clemens on the line with us, uh, taking us the rest of the way. Uh, don't forget, we are going to be live coming this Sunday from the, uh, the Shy Bar down inside the uh, Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel. And if you're going to be a Packers fan heading down to Chicago to catch the game, I suggest you hang out there with us. We're going to be there. We're going to have a great time. And also, they've got some great room rates as well. Don't forget also about doing some Christmas shopping in the holiday sh- season down there. Uh, but we, don't forget, uh, we're going to be on the air with the Green and Gold Postgame Show immediately following the Packers and the Bears. Mike Clemens, your truly, and uh, Grant, everybody's going to be here. Stay tuned. we got more with Mike Clemens coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We wanted to make Mitch play quarterback. We knew they had a lot of weapons. We knew they were dangerous. We knew we knew all of those things, but we knew if we could make Mitch play quarterback, that we'll have a chance. 
Make him play quarterback. Make Mitch play quarterback. Welcome back to the program. We are uh, sitting here talking with our guy, Mike Clemens, on the line. And uh, Mike uh, in Green Bay. We're getting ready to head down to uh, down to Chicago. And Mike, as always, brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and uh, right there in Green Bay. Perfect for a family stay. Or maybe a weekend if you're going to be watching some Packers action and the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. Their chili's fantastic. Check out the Bay Motel, 1301 South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. So, Mike, um, you know, as we get ready for this game uh, coming up uh, this weekend, uh, you know, obviously it's a rivalry, it, but it, both of these quarterbacks looking to make a statement. Jordan Love looking to take over where the last two Hall of Famers left off. And then you got Justin Fields, who a lot of people are saying this is kind of his prove-it year. Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, Chicago Bears fans in Illinois, you know, taking another bite of deep dish and weeping because they think they've got yet another Chicago Bear quarterback bust. I don't think so. I thought that Justin Fields played with an awful lot of heart last year. There were times I saw that kid get hit a seventh or eighth time in the game. His ribs had to be killing him, and he got him up, up off the field and still played and finished games. So, you know, they need to keep him in the pocket. Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, who was a longtime assistant here in Green Bay, has got to figure out how to get him protection. And then, you know, they've, they've tried to get some weapons for him as well. So Justin was in a, in a, a press conference the other day, and they were talking about that exciting game that you and I covered last, what was it, December 4th, where the Packers, at the end of the third quarter, they were losing. And somewhere that defense flipped a switch and got some turnovers and started hitting people, and that kind of got special teams and, and the offense going as well, and we kind of thought that sort of got the Packers as a whole out of its malaise. They ended up winning 28-19. And so Justin was asked about some of those things you did last year at Soldier Field against this Packers team you know, can you build on that? Just your second game last season against Green Bay was one of your more complete outings of the year. When you go back and look at that, what do, what do you see? What, what jumps out to you in terms of what created some of that success moment? Um, you know, I think the O-line did a good job, you know, protecting that game. You know, we had a lot of explosive plays that game. We did pretty good on third down, too. So uh, really just all you need to be successful in a game. Uh, you know, explosive plays, uh, great protection from the O-line, and um, situational situational execution you know third down goal zone um that's what we're gonna have to do to win this game and you know if you do that every game then you're gonna you know pretty much have a good game so mike uh matt eberflus i mean obviously you want to see your quarterback uh you know be the weapon but then again you don't want to see him out running around all over the place because last year he did get beat up and he did get hurt eventually so you know, uh, the question then becomes, can the can the Packers kind of contain him, keep him in the pocket, and make him be a quarterback rather than a runner? Yeah, and, you know, Justin Fields ends up rushing for 1,000 yards last year, probably because he was running for his life, and he is a, he's a good runner. Um, I don't know about the, that Bears offensive line yet. They came under a lot of question. Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, still there. Lucas Patrick, the former Packer, he'll be the center on Saturday. So Matt Eberflus, the head coach, has talked about, you know, do you get a sense now that teams are just going to figure that Justin's going to run with the ball? So their their first thing is just contain the quarterback and let him 
throw from the pocket. Just like Mitch Trubisky, let him play quarterback. And here's what the head coach of the Bears said. Yeah, you could potentially see that. You know, we just have to adjust to see what, what they give us. You know, we're not sure. I mean, we sure we anticipate that. And, and sometimes, you know, you have to have a plan for, well, not sometimes, you have to have a plan for both. Um, they're going to play them straight up or they're going to do what they did last year. So, um, again, the effectiveness of the, of the run game and the pass game uh, will dictate that. And I think that's uh, going forward, that's going to be something we're going to have to look at. So, I mean, you know, obviously they want to keep him in the pocket and they don't want him to get beat up either. But then again, Joe Barry and that defense, Mike, uh, they're going to they're gonna have to contain the wide receivers because they do have a better core of pass catchers down there, somebody for Justin Fields to actually throw to now. Uh, but I like the fact that when we were listening to Joe Barry's presser a little bit earlier, Mike, that the word aggressive and uh, it was used probably about seven or eight, maybe nine times, and then I quit counting. I like the fact that they keep talking about being more aggressive, being more energetic, you know, getting into the face of the wide receivers, getting into the face of the quarterback, because Brian Gutekind's talked about pressure all offseason, and it sounds like that message has been heard. Right, and also Matt LaFleur is trying other things with Joe Barry, like saying, why don't you do this from the press box? Maybe you could see the field better. A lot of guys say that. Joe said he had never been in the press box. When we were in Cincinnati this summer during preseason, um, I asked LaFleur at the end of the press conference, was Joe Barry up in the coach's box today? And he looked at me like, yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, that's something new. And then when the next time we talked to Joe Barry, he said, yeah, he kind of convinced me. And you know what? I could see the field great. By the way, do you know how I found that out? It was not because I was scanning the sidelines with my binoculars and, and realized that Joe Barry wasn't there. It's because five minutes before the kick, I saw Joe Barry in the press box getting a bowl of Skyline chili. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, wait a minute. It's five minutes to the kick. You know, he, he must be up in the press box today because there's no way he's going to make it to the sidelines <laughs> getting right. a bowl of chili. So we asked Joe Barry about the, the new weapon that they have brought Justin Fields, and that's the wide receiver they traded for from the Carolina Panthers, D.J. Moore, and here's what Joe said. You know what he was in Carolina. You know him by reputation, but how exactly are they going to use him? It's always, you know, there, there's always uncharted and unscripted looks that you have to defend in the preseason. So really good player. It's, it's a guy that we're going to have to have our antennas on all the time, our antennas up all the time, knowing where he's at, because he's a guy that can change the game. Well, you know, I get it, uh, but the other guy that's gonna, probably going to be you know, charged with trying to bring him down is going to be Darnell Savage Jr. It's amazing, Mike, that we're talking about the safety position in the secondary. Darnell Savage Jr. found his way into the doghouse last year for a period of time, and now he's the most veteran guy you're depending on to be the starter and to be the anchor back there in that secondary. Kind of scary. I also think if the Bears are smart, they'll get D.J. Moore short over the middle and then let him worry about, you know, yards after the catch because that's what he's great at. But I, I knew that, that, um, that D.J. Moore was out of Maryland. I didn't realize that he roomed with Packers safety Darnell Savage until he told us about that. D.J., you know, D.J., he plays really I – mean, we were at Maryland together, roommates, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, great locker room guy. He plays really hard, and obviously, you know, he, he's got a lot of production, you know, just with uh, his years in Carolina and uh, that sort of thing. And, you know, he's one of those guys where I don't I don't really think that there's necessarily like a system for him. You know, you just give him the ball and just let him work. So uh, we got to be ready to tackle. He definitely brings a, a big play kind of threat. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, Mike, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, Darnell Savage, I mean, Adrian Amos was the guy that was anchoring that for the last few years, and he was going into Soldier Field, knew that place extremely well, being a former Bear. Now Darnell Savage has to walk out of that tunnel and beat a man. Yeah, and I was also trying to get a sense of this. There are so many 22- and 23-year-olds on this Packers roster now, hey, and they're from all over the country. They, they don't have a real feel or clue or families that understand a Bear-Packer rivalry and why the NFL scheduled this game because it's going to be a huge appeal nationally. And I said, you know, some of these ugly signs that I see, or even when you saw, you know, Aaron Rodgers get flipped off by not only the men but the women mm-hmm, <laughs> in the right. south end zone when he scored that touchdown. And so I talked to Savage about that. On game day, when you walk into that stadium, mm-hmm. aren't there signs? Oh, the yeah. Then it kicks and you say, oh. Yeah, you feel it. I mean, and it's not even necessarily when you walk into the stadium. It's driving to the stadium. You know, it's in the bus. So you see all the all the people tailgating, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a good feeling, though, honestly. It's kind of like a us-against-the-world kind of feeling, you know. And um, I feel it feels good because it, it kind of brings us closer together because we know you know we all we got. You know, we in this big stadium by itself essentially obviously Packer fans travel very well we hope to hear some go pack go chance on Sunday so but yeah it's just it's just one of those things man it's it's a special 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 thing this Bears Packers kind of thing so when you're down the field and you get women of the stands flipping off Aaron Rodgers that's an indication <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely they uh like I said though that's that's the thing about uh just these two organizations, you know, and just the fan base behind them is, is so deep and so rooted and so strong, you know. Um, it just goes back to time and time again, you know. Um, so it's, it just it just makes it all the more better. Uh, Mike, we had a caller that called up a little earlier and said, what if it comes down to a field goal? And mm-hmm. then you're talking about the new process and Anders Carlson hitting one. Uh, or maybe a, a big punt that puts it out of, you know, kind of, you know, puts it down inside the 20 or what have you. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, the, obviously your new punter being your new holder as well. So, I mean, a lot's riding on the special teams in this thing, too. And a year ago, Matt LaFleur was so frustrated about what he was getting from punters that they went and got the Bears' Pat O'Donnell. Great, dependable, uh, directional kicker. A veteran, 10 years in the league, played all those years outdoors in Chicago, holding for Robbie Gold, then last year for Mason Crosby. But they went with this Daniel Whelan kid who grew up in Ireland and didn't know what football was till he moved to the States when he was 13. And as I've said, this kid did kick some of the highest, tightest spiral punts I've ever seen out of Packers practice squad. And I asked Rich Bisaccia, what did you see in this kid? When we looked at him, we evaluated him coming out of school like at UC Davis, and um, he's got a big leg. Um, he's athletic. He can kick off, uh, which is a bonus. You saw him do that in the preseason game. So I think he's, he's gotten a little better control over the direction. Um, he's got a little better control over his drop, being such a long-levered uh, you know, man that his kind of drop at times is getting pushed inside, I think, before he came here. And hopefully he's done a better job um, with his drop. So, again, he's just got to play. Um, you get to play in a, in a windy situation in Chicago. It's always windy there. And then, you know, if you look at the first game last year, it was a deluge down there in Chicago, right? It was crazy weather. So you never know what you're going to get. And we'll just have to see how he plays in some critical situations as the games transpire. 
Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll wrap it up. Mike Clem is joining us on the hotline. Mike and I are both going to be down in uh, Soldier Field this coming weekend. The Green and Gold Postgame Show coming to you live from the Sheridan Hotel Riverwalk uh, coming up on Sunday evening. So make sure you stop by or maybe get a room down there. Tell them we sent you as well. We certainly would appreciate it. We got a lot more. The Bill Michael Show wrapping it up, taking a look at the Packers and the Bears next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9-30-2023. And to that, that's why I'm excited because I can't wait to get back to Ford Field because you, you know how loud that is. I know our place is a lot of Welcome back. Good to have you. Mike Clemens joining us on the line. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show before we get out of here today. And uh, that was Dan Campbell talking about his team last night. They were underdogs going into that thing, and they ended up pulling off uh, a bit of an upset. Uh, granted, uh, Kansas City didn't play great, but nevertheless, they gritted one out, and they go to 1-0 and in the NFC North. And, Mike, I look, uh, a win's a win. I remember Irv Favre used to tell me all the time, you don't apologize for blank. You just take the win and get the hell out. And that's what they did last night. Hey, Bill, they went against the defending Super Bowl champions in that noisy Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs mm-hmm. were four-and-a-half-point favorites. Detroit hardly ever gets in prime time. But Dan Campbell has been selling motivation there now for over two years. By the way, he's 4-0 and against the Packers, and it's working. And he had those guys coming out, slamming people around. The offensive line still looks good. And the difference is, to me, to my eye, the offense got faster. They got faster. Yeah. Tamir and, Gibbs looks uh, like a really good running back, too. And then he's rolling the dice. It's early in the game, and it's fourth down, like fourth and two. He's got his punter back up at his own goal line, and he calls for a fake punt. And the personal protector takes it and runs up the middle. They get a first down. They go 91 yards and like 14 plays, while Patrick Mahomes is watching this on the sidelines, keeping him on the sidelines. That was a hell of a game. And, you know, there, there are days where Dan Campbell reminds me of, the, the latest Ditka, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. No, just by the way he speaks, the, you know, the, the, the tough guy type of, you know, bravado that he brings. Yeah, I, I completely agree. He's, he, he's a hell of a motivator, no doubt. He's got those guys believing, Mike. I mean, what is it, nine of their last ten or something like that they've won? Yeah, and the other thing is, I was thinking about the players. 
everybody, everybody in the league, they're home, they're watching this, they're getting ready for their Sunday game, or Aaron Rodgers is getting ready for his Monday night game against the Giants. And that was such a great, hard-hitting, good, balanced football game. Every It was a wake-up call like, oh, man. They played mm-hmm. at a really nice level of football for week one. The referees let them play. The referees made a couple of mistakes. That was great entertainment. I'll tell you what, that – that football is going to be the savior of these TV networks that are struggling, still without a writer strike, no new shows. I mean, football is right. the only new thing on TV right now. No, I completely agree. Uh, Mike, before I let you go, uh, give me your thoughts on the game coming up this Sunday. I'm taking Packers. Even though we just got official word Christian Watson is out, out, and could be out for maybe a couple of weeks with his hamstring. It, it took them uh, – they found this out a week ago. So the Packers coaches have had a whole week to plan – Without him, Romeo Dobbs will be in there. Dontavian Wicks is kind of a Dobbs type of receiver, a, a, a rookie. He'll probably get more of those snaps. And then, of course, you've got these other weapons. You've got Luke Musgrave to throw to and Jaden Reed, number 11. You know, mm-hmm. this is where that kid can shine. I've been talking him up about uh, during training camp. You've seen some flashes during the preseason. So big game for number 11. I also think somebody is going to return a kick in this game from both both teams between Keyshawn Nixon and the Bears. There's some good returners out there. Mike, great stuff. I'll see you tomorrow as we head down to Chicago, pal. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Uh, tonight you got Brewers baseball. Brewers are in DeBronx, and they're taking on uh, the Yankees. You've got uh, the Cubs today right now, scoreless, bottom of the third with the Arizona Diamondbacks, keeping an eye on that game. Coming up tomorrow at 6.30 Central Time on ABC, the 19th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers on the road at uh, in Pullman, Washington at Martin Stadium. They're going to be taking it on tomorrow night. And then you've also got uh, you've got the Packers and the Bears, 325 kickoff from Soldier Field. we got a full weekend. That'll do it. Time for us to go. Time for us to get out of here. Have a good one. Hoops!